I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Welcome. Welcome. We are so happy to have you with us again. We have a special episode for you today. Very extra, extra Super special. special. And so we're not going to do a ton of intro here because we want to get right to it. But this is going to be the first of our series of round table round talks, tables, which is actually more of like a crescent it's table, a, well, but we're not yeah, going to get into it. It's a weird little it. table. We're not, <laughs> we're not in a circle. It's a little funky. Um, but what's most important about this is who we have at our crescent who table. Who we have. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Today, in our very first installment of this, we're talking to a couple of high schoolers, but not just any high schoolers, my high schoolers. <laughs> and we have Miss Natalia. Good morning. <laughs> and Miss Juliana hey. in the studio today. And uh, we are just so excited. So we're going to dive right in. But before we get into the, the nittiest and the grittiest, <laughs> Natalia, how old are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Brief, brief intro. Um, I'm Natalia. I'm 17. I go to Foothills High School. I work at Foothills Church. All my friends are from Foothills. <laughs> we can relate. Love it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all the same. Perfect. Perfect. Jay. Hey, I'm uh, Juliana. I'm also 17 years old. I also attend Foothills Christian High School. I also go to Foothills Church. <laughs> I have friends from Foothills as well. <laughs> um, I play volleyball. I live on a farm. That's pretty Some cool. Fun things, yeah. Cool that stuff. Fun. Super fun. Well, that is just like a brief little look into both of their really lives. Really fast. Yeah. I think we should ask at least one of our questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, so would you guys like the coffee question? I was or... waiting for <laughs> do, do you want the coffee question or do you want the death row question? <laughs> I was thinking about the other question. I was like, which will they ask? <laughs> but I don't care. Okay, then we're going to do the death row question because okay, this perfect. one is the most fun. So, yeah, it is. You know, you don't need a bunch of context here, but world's best chef is being held captive at yeah. the prison that you are being currently sentenced to die. And death row. Death row. <laughs> Yes, and you get your last meal. So what is it, Juliana? Um, I would do a medium rare steak. Oh, like she's been one. thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really was, I promise. <laughs> and then some mashed potatoes with like the garlic oh, yeah. seasoning mm. in them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Some asparagus, some broccoli, maybe some carrots. Mm -hmm. And then I have like some good bread with oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. A strawberry lemonade. Oh, wow. Oh, this is going to take my greens. order from um, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but. For dessert, I would have a really good coffee ice cream cake that my family makes. Oh, yum. yeah. That sounds amazing. Yes. That is a good choice. Um, I really love Thanksgiving. So I want a That's Thanksgiving a dinner, right? Mm -hmm. Everything I want. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge turkey person, but I want some ham, some potatoes. Uh -huh. My uncle makes this corn casserole that I assume our world-class chef knows how to make. Of course. <laughs> she knows, of course. He or she knows how to make they. everything. <laughs> this person. And um, I think I'd also like a couple pieces of sushi before I go, yeah, you know? Of course. To keep it out there. Round it off. Yeah. Maybe some mac and cheese <laughs> oh, if yeah. I can. Hey, and You're uh, dying. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And to end it off, probably just some ice cream. Um, I'm not sure what kind, but just any ice something cream. to cleanse my palate. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. surprise me. Mm -hmm. Like before it. you hook me up to the electric chair, can you just <laughs> surprise me? I need a little bit of spice left in my life. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, well, I, I'm glad we did that. I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking about. I our realized questions. we didn't. Yeah, into this. So lame. I'm so glad that you guys came prepared. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with these roundtables, we are going to be doing this kind of interview style um, with ladies from all different seasons of life. You're going to see a lot of repeat questions, but it's mostly because we are wanting to contrast mm-hmm. um, pretty specifically the season of life our guests are in versus the ones on the next episode or our own season of life. Right. And the whole point of this too is to encourage you and to maybe give you fresh perspective Mm -hmm. or to that you can relate to what it's like to follow Jesus in these different times of life Mm -hmm. and to be encouraged by it. So we can't wait to hear from you both. Yes. I'm also ex- can I say something? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited <laughs> because I, I love listening to podcasts and I listen to a lot of them, including your guys's. <laughs> um, and I don't like hear too often like specific high school uh, driven podcasts mm-hmm. for yeah. girls in this time of life. And so I'm just excited to do that and hopefully other high school girls can listen to yes. it. Yes. Well. well and Absolutely. we were we were talking about this too from our perspective. And Katie's even closer to it than I am, but seriously, once you get out of high school everything changes so much. Like everything changes so radically and it suddenly feels so far away and like something you don't really remember what it was like to be in it. And, you know, Katie and I were both following the Lord when we were in high school and yet looking back on it, it's just like, what was, what was that even like? I can barely remember, which is so crazy. Um, but life hits you fast. And so I think it's good for people who aren't necessarily in that stage either to like remember and have compassion and to like, love girls that are in this stage of life too. So yeah. I think it'll be encouraging for girls that are in your position and also that are not as yeah. <laughs> as fresh the in elderly. their memories of high school. <laughs> it is funny. Like, I feel like I hang out with you girls and I, I feel like so disconnected from your guys' season of life. And I was there two years ago, like yeah. three years ago, you know, it's crazy. But yeah, no, I'm excited for the same reason. Um, okay, we're going to jump in with interview question number one. So what does your guys's devotional life look like? What kind of resources are you using? What are you reading? What's your routine? Give us a little window. What does your devotional life look like? Natalia? <laughs> so I've gone through this a lot. It's only been in like the past year or so that I've made a consistent devotional mm-hmm. life because I was like, I don't know how to just read scripture on its own, right? I feel like I'm not yeah. getting everything out of it that I could be. So currently right now, For my everyday devotionals, I'm reading from Mark Hoffman's latest book, Eating from the Tree of Life. That's like my everyday, but I've been feeling a call to really like study the scripture. Mm -hmm. So I recently started going through the Bema podcast, if you guys have heard Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So tell us, we love it. We love uh, resources. (laughs) So he's this guy who has studied, oh, I don't want to say wrong. In Israel, I think he has studied, but under like rabbis and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he really understands the Bible from the Eastern Mm -hmm. perspective. So I'm learning the difference between Eastern and Western perspective and going through it through that. So it's starting in Genesis. However, they're really long studies. So I only do it like once a week. I Mm -hmm. do a deep dive. In depth. In depth study. And then, yeah. That's amazing. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. I want to listen to that resource. Definitely recommend. Yeah. I'll link any resources that you guys talk about, I'll get in touch with you and get the links from you and I'll put them in the description. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So uh, I think it was this past summer, I read the book Women of the Word mm-hmm. by Jen Wilkin, I believe, mm-hmm. but it's just a really amazing book. It kind of teaches you how to study it and the the God's word and the purpose of studying it. And so what she encourages is to, to like print out like whatever passage you're reading mm-hmm. and then you can like highlight it, use Mark different it colors. Yeah. So I... I'm going through Exodus right now and I print it out, 
and I have like different colors. Like pink was like tells about God, blues like situations in life and mm. go through that. And then I read like from one version and then I read my Bible, which is a different version. Trying to get more consistent at it. It's hard every day in the yeah, morning doing totally. it before school. But I'm also reading, uh, what's his name? Michael and Diane Cook's book, Practicing God's Presence. Oh, that's fantastic. Good one, which book. I really like. Yeah, it's really good. It just, we have to link that. Yeah. It's so Absolutely. simple in just the ways that they present it and how they put scripture into it. It's just super mm-hmm. cool. And I really enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. So like just practically um, when you're doing your devotions, what does that like look like for you? Are you, do you do them in the morning? Do you do them at night? Where are you doing them? So I always really struggle to do them in the morning, Mm -hmm. especially before school, because I'd always, if I'm at home doing it, then there's always something else I could be doing. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I got my license that I started doing devotionals in the morning Mm -hmm. because I would drive to wherever I needed to go early and then I'd sit and I'd do them in my car. That's a great So that's what I do now. (laughs) Unless I'm at home, I don't have anything to do that day. I'll just do it sometime in the morning. That's That's a great idea. That is really great. I try to do it in the morning. This week, I didn't really do it at all. But I've, it's weird because I'll wake up on time and I'll get ready. And sometimes like all the time goes by when I'm getting ready. And like, I don't even do that much. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just put on clothes and like brush my hair. (laughs) And so I'm, I love doing it in the morning because it's just like how I, the mindset, it, it gives me a good mindset and just being present with the Lord in the morning is so encouraging for me. Mm-hmm. I really have a hard time when I get home from school wanting to have that desire to do You're it. Like yeah. drained. It's yeah. a long day. You're just like, I just want to lay down and watch TV. And, totally. Which is not good, but <laughs> sometimes it's needed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Uh, Katie, do you want to take us into question number two? Yeah. So this next question is, what do you value most about your experience in church? Because both of you have grown up in church, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a part of your story. Sorry, I'm like telling part of your story here, but just for context, uh, both of these ladies have grown up in church. Maybe it would be good here to just give a little little snippet of your testimony just of, you know, growing up and your family and just a little bit of that just to give some context. Whoever wants to go first. Okay. Um, I grew up in the church. I have a Christian family that has strongly influenced my faith um, as I was growing up. I saw what it meant to follow Jesus, had examples and a desire to as well. So when I was in third grade, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so that is like a big part of my story Mm -hmm. because I kind of had to grow up faster in a sense and learn to do different things at a younger age. But there's also so many amazing things that God did, did in that time. But in fourth grade, I, my teacher was giving us Bible lessons because I went to a Christian school and I just remember her showing like she had these picture cards that she would show us when she did it. Mm. And I remember seeing that and just like being in so in awe of that and just like, wow, like that is what Jesus did for me. And I'd heard it all my life, but it was just that surreal moment of just experiencing it and seeing it. And so that night I went home and asked mom to help me say the prayer. And so I accepted (laughs) Christ as my Lord and savior. And yeah, I've been following him ever since then. Mm-hmm. been lots of ups and downs, but learning as I go through it all. So, right. Yeah. And so as far as like the role of like the church specifically in your life, like what has that looked like? What value do you find in your church community? Well, through your I love just going to church on Sunday mornings and mm-hmm. being able 
to just get see people who I don't see regularly and catch up and be encouraged and worship together as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And also our church does small groups, which is you're our leader. So <laughs> it's just awesome being able to do that and be more on like an intimate level of just mm-hmm. knowing each other at different stages of life and yeah. seeing each other grow up and experience different things has really been encouraging. And just having such wise leaders mm. like tell us things and teach us things and encourage us. And like you, you were in high school and we were in junior high. And then once we got into high school, you were able to like tell us what it's like. And mm-hmm. just you were so in that experience of life that it was so encouraging for us to be able to see your example. Yeah. We've as like, you walked through that. We've grown up together for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only just a couple steps ahead of them. So it's been fun. But and Natalia, what about you? So I also grew up in the church. I used to go to a different church. A big part of my story is my dad passed away when I was two years old. Mm. Um, But it was honestly something that really just called my heart to God at such a young age. He's just always been a father to me because of it. And it made me answer the question, why do bad things happen? Like Mm. I just grew up asking myself that question and it just turned me to God. So there really isn't a time in my life that I haven't been without him. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I started coming to Foothills in middle school. And that was the first time that I really experienced the Holy Spirit through worship. I was just sobbing, crying. I remember the first time that I felt that. Mm -hmm. And it was soon after that that I was baptized. And so like now, what role does like the church play in your life? Like what do you value now in this season? Uh, My favorite thing that the church has provided for me has just been mentors and people to press Mm -hmm. into me. When I came to Foothills, that was the first time that I experienced that, that I had a place to ask questions and all that good stuff. And I just have wonderful leaders like Katie and Lauren (laughs) and Brenda and Courtney. And um, another thing I really value is the worship. And recently, um, I really appreciate how our church does altar calls. Mm -hmm. And so I always go to our high school group on Thursdays and that has always been my place to receive that I always go up to that stuff. But recently I went up on Sunday for the first time for one of those things because um, I realized soon the mission is going to be gone and I'm not going to have that place. Mm -hmm. And I am growing up and I have to make Foothills my my home church soon, I'm going to be an adult and receiving from the head pastors as my pastor. Um, And so I told myself, I'm like, wow, I really need to go up. So I did. And that's something I'm really grateful for. Yeah. That's awesome. I love, I love that. I love what both of you are saying and thinking about how necessary and important, like as church, the ministry of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and Um, like prayer is like, it's not just a little thing. We were talking about this in an episode we recorded earlier. It's not just a small thing. Like it's the power in the church is the spirit of God, like moving amongst us. And the fact that it's important to you to be in a place where um, you're receiving that and to like seek that out is just so cool and so mature. And um, I, I value that as well. Like it's, it's something that I can see how, you know, in in different seasons of my life where I've felt like really close and when I felt not so close and always having that available to me to receive prayer, to be involved in a, like a large community of people who are older than me and younger than me and like all these places of life, but still available to pray for me. And Mm. like then also giving of that, like to other people, right? Like it's, 
it's just the function of the body of Christ. And, yeah. um, I would encourage you if you're not in a place where you have that to, um, to maybe ask or yeah. to like start praying for other people mm-hmm. and things like that. Like it's, it's not just a little thing. It's, it's the way that God, um, can use us to encourage each other. And it's just such an important function of the church. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think it's cool that we're talking about this. This episode will come out before the one that we just recorded. Um, but it's setting us up well for what we're talking about. And it is just that, just like the importance of that community. And, um, it, it's so cool to see it, you know, Katie and I, we talk all the time about how it's played out in our lives, but it's so sweet to see, um, that God's spirit is ever present and mm-hmm. always working in people's lives. It's, it's just cool. I think too, as I've gotten older, I've seen how important it is to like have that community and be able to be part of that, like the body of Christ. Cause mm-hmm. I've seen like other people who don't have that and just like the loneliness and like, where do they go when they need someone to encourage them or to yeah. pray for them? Mm-hmm. My brother, he's a paramedic. And sometimes he'll say like the calls, like people are just kind of like scared and it's probably like they don't have someone to yeah. go to. They don't have the body of Christ to like lift them up and to pray for them. And so I just love that we have that opportunity mm-hmm. and that Foothills is so good at giving us that opportunity and experience. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So changing gears a little bit mm-hmm. here, uh, at this time in your life, what does your time with friends look like? And this can be just like fun. Like, what do you do? Yeah, it's just a window into your life. But just for those of us who are old and decrepit, <laughs> like, what's it like to be withering away. to be friends and to have friendships in high school? Well, my friends all, most of us now have our license. And so it's really fun to have this new freedom. And after the mission on Thursday nights, we can be like, hey, let's go grab some food. Or during the summers, we'll spontaneously go to the beach. Whatever, those are really fun. It is so fun. Yeah. But also it's, um, our friendships have also been growing and getting deeper and it's cool that we're all growing up and becoming more spiritual. And I have a bunch of friends. I have a girls group chat that I can text and ask for prayer and, and I can tell them what I'm going through. So that's really great. That's really good. What do I do with my friends? We also go to the beach a lot. (laughs) Um, but I play club volleyball. So during the year, it's hard with school and volleyball to like, I spend time with friends, but not as much as I wish I could have. But with volleyball, I get to like create those friendships and we travel a lot and do that. But I think another outlet for me to hang out with friends is small group. That's a lot of times where I get to see people and catch up from the week. But yeah, getting our license too has changed so many things. (laughs) It totally does. Don't you remember? It is a game changer. It's like the most fun change where it's just like... I can decide. Yeah, like, like, I can just <laughs> drive away. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. I have so many fun memories of that. Like yeah. exactly like you're saying after group or whatever. And just yeah. like, we can just go buy food yeah, and yeah. do what we want. It's just life changing. Because we have so much money. <laughs> Dollar menu at Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, like, like, hey. Denny's. Like, <laughs> don't knock it. <laughs> oh, Denny's. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I need to go back so to Denny's. Fun. That sounds amazing. So what ministries are you guys involved in at the moment, if any? So I work for the church in hospitality. I'm a very friendly, talkative person, and I just really love it. Um, so what does that look like? So 
on Sundays, I'm there as a greeter um, and I help answer people's questions. A big thing is that anybody who comes new, we don't want to just tell them, oh, it's over here. We like to walk them and get to know them. And Mm -hmm. um, we just know that we're representing Christ. And when people leave feeling like hurt from us, that doesn't represent God well. So um, that's something I'm very passionate about. I've also done lots of children's ministries over the years. Um, uh, but not currently. Currently, Jay and I are both small group leaders, Mm -hmm. which is really great. And that just looks like um, helping to prepare before small group, being consistent there, checking in on our girls every week. It's really great to get to pursue uh, the other girls that attend my small group with me. Yeah, absolutely. And you're Beautiful at both of those. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I do a ministry called Bus Ministry. It's involved with uh, Foothills Church as well. It's where we meet together on Sunday mornings and we go and pick up families. We pick up kids and teens. A lot of times their parents can't bring them or won't bring them. So we pick them up, bring them to church on buses, which is just like, it's crazy to me that we can use buses and just go pick up people. It's so fun. It's a cool ministry. (laughs) Yeah. And so we we bring them to church. They have church, they get breakfast, and then we bring them back home after. And it's been really cool. I've seen just the Lord's faithfulness and so much of it. Of Sometimes I've gone through times where I just, it's hard to connect with the kids and because I can't always relate to them or what they're going through. And I've just so many times asked the Lord, like, help me to be able to just be there for them if that's all mm-hmm. that you want me to do. And just seeing him answer that and just be able to connect with the kids and just see them like love the Lord and become friends with each other too. And also see families come on the bus because those kids are going back home to their families and telling them about Jesus and encouraging them to come as well. So it's been awesome. Yeah, that's really sweet. That was like my first ministry too. I did it for like seven years and it was really like my first dipping my toe into evangelism. And I just have so much love for that ministry and it grew me so much like so, so much more than almost anything else I can point to in that time of my life. And so many mm-hmm. times I've like shown up and just been worried about myself or things that I'm going through. And I'm just able to like look at these kids' lives and see that they're going through a lot harder things and just like take a step back and be able to say like, the Lord is with me and he's given me this opportunity and I've been blessed with so much. And now I have the ability to go bless them and to be there for them and just show them the love of Christ. So mm-hmm. it's not only hopefully help them, but also just transformed me too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, This next question, um, both of you are very like passionate girls. You have a lot of things on your heart and I know that the spirit places things on your heart all the time. Uh, But I wanted to know what world issues right now uh, burden your heart the most? And that feels like a big question, but I was was, like typing it. I was like, do I ask them this? Well, and I also think like, as you're even saying that, I'm remembering That's, I spent so much time thinking about those things in high school and maybe feeling like it wasn't like I didn't have a role in it or I wasn't taken seriously for being burdened for those things. So I think it's an absolutely appropriate question. Yeah. First one I thought of when you said that was just the issue of abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just heartbreaking uh, and it's really big and it's really becoming, um, it feels like not a big deal. It feels Mm -hmm. really casual. And that's really wrong. That's not where God's heart is. And another one I think of is the issue of pornography. Uh, This has been on my heart more recently because we've been going through it in Bible class. We've been going over the effects of it and how prevalent it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last one I was thinking of was suicide. 
um, especially just as a high schooler mm-hmm. um, and thinking about the depression. Right. It's, I mean, the rates in your guys' generation are insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's running uh, Mental health struggles and suicide, it's just, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's devastating for sure. And it's crazy how easily, like, people can hide it and, like, you want to help them, but they they feel ashamed, I think, a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I remember at retreat, we heard a lot of, like, testimonies like that. And it was just, like, eye-opening to mm-hmm. see how many people were hurting. Mm-hmm. Because we do go to a small Christian school, but there were numerous people who went up to share how they've tried harming themselves or tried committing wow. suicide and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and it really convicted me a little bit, too, because it's like, what more can I be doing? Well, I'm so blessed and I don't struggle with those things. So it's like, how can I be helping the people I'm around who yeah. do? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So mine... The lack of imagination in children because of the overuse of technology. And I think a lot of times, like, it's so easy now for parents to just give their children the phone. And that leads them into looking at social media, looking at things they shouldn't be seeing. And Mm -hmm. I know I had such a special opportunity growing up, like living on a farm and being able, almost forced by my mom to use my (laughs) imagination, but I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) Yes. But it's just so sad to me that kids are growing up so much faster and they're not enjoying that imagination, that God-given imagination that they can use to dream up big dreams and like Mm -hmm. learn more about God and just have fun with their friends and make friends and learn to socialize. So that's really one thing that I wrote down. And just I think that's due to the breakdown of the family unit of just like the tearing apart of that. And yeah. Mm, Yeah, that's so I I love to hear that. You've obviously put so much thought into this and I would never, I don't know that I would ever even draw the correlation between like the lack of imagination and kids having to grow up too fast. Um, but that makes sense. And that is heartbreaking. That is. Um, and I love, I've loved seeing you have such a rich childhood, like growing up on a farm and seeing all those <laughs> things. And so I just love that you like recognize that in your own mm-hmm. life and like desire that for yeah. Yeah. For the children around you, it's sweet. For you guys, I, I'm curious if you feel, you know, thinking about your future, you're like nearing the end of high school, you're starting to think about all those things. Are these like passions and things that you have like informing some of the decisions that you're making moving forward? Or I guess like what are your plans, which is a terrible question because... <laughs> we all hate the question. No, 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 no. Like, and this is okay because yeah. I... I would have answered these questions like very specific ways that did not end up being how my life turned Mm out. Um, Same here. (laughs) But at the same time, like the passion and the drive like that I had in those things are still informing like the things that I do and the decisions that I make today. Mm -hmm. So do you guys feel like your those passions are like driving your decisions and careers and all that stuff? Like, what are you planning? <laughs> There's lots of it's side okay. eye happening right now. Like <laughs> it's okay. You don't. You don't have to know what you're doing. You don't yeah. have to be like this is the career I want to do. But what are your thoughts? I, I, and, and I guess too, like I was, I was never able to just be like I'm gonna do this because it's a good paying job and like that's what yeah. I want to do. Everything that I thought about was like. I want to do something that matters, that I care about, that like expands the kingdom of God. Like that was, I felt kind of weird for thinking yeah. that way when I was young. But I'm curious if that, if you guys relate to that. 
When I think about these things, uh, I am very passionate about them. And especially as we were going over pornography and stuff like that, I do feel like, wow, how can I be helping people? Um, And same thing with abortion. How can I be supporting women? And we have a friend in our class who even wants to go and become a therapist specifically to help people um, deal with, I think there's a name for it, It post-abortion syndrome, something like Mm -hmm. that. So there is a part of me who that really wants to dive into those things. But a part of my testimony this year has really just been letting go of my plans. Yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. Lord has been telling me so much that next year is going to be just a season of waiting. And that doesn't mean laziness. No. There's been a lot that <laughs> no, doesn't mean at laziness at all. But it's incredibly wise, actually. Yeah. Thank you. I always thought that I would go straight into college, but I have this call for ministry in my life. And I have this call for so many other things, but I don't know that that's going to be my career either. So I'm trying, my plan is to take a gap year to just pursue things and pursue them. And if they fail, then to be content in that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's actually a a message Matt Foreman gave on a while ago. He was (laughs) talking- Shout out to producer (laughs) Matt. (laughs) He was talking all about this. and, And so I really became content with the idea that if I fail, that just means that the Lord isn't in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what I'm pursuing next year. I don't know if that was no, the question. That's a fantastic perfect. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Biola University with a B. Yeah, you are. Everyone says Viola. I'm like, <laughs> no, Biola. <laughs> it's hard to say. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go there. I'm going to play volleyball, which I'm really excited for. And just being able to go to a Christian university is going to be awesome. And it's only two hours away, which is also awesome. Yeah. It was leading up to the decision of like committing to that school. I really took time to like think about it and pray about it and seek what wise counsel would say. And I just felt the Lord's faithfulness in that so much and just him encouraging me to go there and all the open doors that he gave me. Mm. So yeah, I'm going there. As of now, I'm going to major in education to be a teacher. Very cool. It's a great job. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the fourth time I've changed it. That's okay. So, hey, that's fine. Yeah. I changed mine five times in college, oh, wow. so <laughs> yeah. you're okay. I've heard that's a lot more common than people say. Oh, Very yeah. common. So, yeah. Very common. But it's also like people always ask me, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, education. And I tell them this. And so it's like, I feel like so many people know that. It's like, yeah. that's what I'm doing. But I also just like, I want to work in the public school system and mm. just be an activator for change and mm-hmm. for the Lord. So, yeah. and this other thing, this is like kind of random and I've been thinking about it lately, uh, working as a teacher for on-set movies, like for actors mm, who need to be... That would be so cool. That's so because, cool. Yeah. I've always just like been so saddened by how Hollywood and like the kids who like grow up in it, just like their lives get wrecked pretty much mm-hmm. after. Um, I remember when I was younger and I loved Hannah Montana and watching that like big time. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Angel>. <laughs> um, and I remember all of a sudden my mom was written like, oh, you can't watch that anymore. And I was so confused. And <laughs> then she showed me an article in the newspaper of like Miley Cyrus. and <laughs> On a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. My mom just said she's smoking. And I was like, mom, why is smoking bad? Like, but she was doing worse stuff than that, I think. <laughs> but my little mind was like smoking it's okay I thought but anyway so ever since then I was just like people like people in Hollywood need to know Jesus and so yeah. I don't know what that's gonna look like if that's gonna happen it's just something I've cool been idea. thinking about yeah, yeah. yeah. I fun. mean in all of this like many are the plans of a man's heart yeah, yeah. the Lord directs his steps mm-hmm. like I have 
had so many expectations and plans and it's, you know, had to learn the hard way (laughs) when those things are like taken from me. Just like you're saying that I can have all the plans in the world and I can have everything laid out perfectly. And if the Lord's not in it, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, he knows better what we need. And absolutely. It's okay. If you don't have an answer, it's okay. If you don't know, you don't have to know, but the like foundation that you have in the foundation of seeking first the kingdom of heaven and walking in the spirit, like that's never going to lead you astray, no matter what path you go down or things you're pursuing within that, like you're going to be in the will of God. Absolutely. I mean, you guys know like my, (laughs) my high school and then post high school story pretty well. I mean, you've watched it unfold, but just I had a lot of plans when I was graduating high school and I, I made some very bold statements about like what I was going to do. <laughs> Me and too. Like I... Publicly. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. I like sent all my graduation cards and it was like, I will be getting my degree in, uh, I think it was occupational therapy, you know, like all of these things, yeah. like it was detailed out. I was like telling everybody, this is my plan. And then I ended up having to drop out of college. Like that's a big, that was like, it felt earth shattering in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I'm like so involved in things now that I would have never gotten to be involved in if Mm -hmm. I was pursuing those career paths still. And the Lord has brought so much goodness through where I'm at now. Like I think this, this podcast wouldn't be happening. I wouldn't be as involved in young adults ministry. Like there's all these things that feel like, how could I ever part with these things? Like the Lord has so obviously blessed it. And when I think about going back to school and getting like a medical degree, like that sounds terrible. And so, (laughs) um, but the core foundations of the desires I had at that time are still very present in my life. And I still desire to fulfill all of the things I set out to fulfill then just through completely different channels. And so I think it's easy to feel really discouraged. Like, oh my gosh, I, I dropped out of college. Like, what? Like that kind of thing. And it's like, no, like the Lord is so evident and he's moving so, so beautifully in it. So it's true. It's a, not an easy season of life though. (laughs) Um, okay. Our next question is if you were talking to someone who was on the fence about committing their life to the Lord, what would you say? This is like a, another one of those, like kind of, that's a tough question. question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most simple answer I have was like, Jesus is a hundred percent worth it. Mm. And I kind of like was joking around, like you won't regret it. And if you do like come back and let me know, but I doubt (laughs) you will. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. And just, I would, I think would tell them too about like faithfulness I've seen of God in my life so that it would encourage them and just hopefully like brighten up a childlike faith in them. And Mm -hmm. also remind them like, it's, it's an adventure and it's not like, a life of rules. Yes, there are commandments that we are to follow and God has set boundaries for our life, but it's an adventure. Like we get to take steps of faith. We get to like talk to random people about our faith. We get to do things. We Like you said, you never thought you'd be doing this, but like you love it and you can't imagine not doing it. And now you guys get to bless people with this podcast. Like it's just amazing and just so cool. And so that's what I would say. Yeah. I love that. Well, the first thing I thought of, I was like, it depends was my first answer because mm-hmm. it does really depend on the person and Absolutely. their situation. And I was just like, how do I answer this? <laughs> yeah. um, it's a very broad one. 
And the other thing I thought of was, I just wanted to say, like, your life will be so much better, you know? But that's not the point. And that's not promised to us in the Bible. You know, it says we will have Mm -hmm. tribulation. Um, And though everything is easier when you're walking with God, that doesn't promise that you're just going to have a great life for being with Him. Mm -hmm. And so my answer, I would just want to tell them about that God is consistent and Mm. that God loves you more than you could understand and more than anyone will ever be able to love you. The truth is, is that our souls are made to be with him and nothing else is going to satisfy us like he will. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Like God put that in our heart, like a Mm -hmm. spot for him. And like, we have the opportunity to fill that spot with him. And like you said, that's just really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I love both of those answers. Me too. <laughs> um, and then this last this last question or questions, I kind of want to roll these last two into one. But what is God showing you personally in this season of life? And then what do you wish people understood about your season of life? So a big part of my, I don't know if testimony is the word, but just what God has been teaching me this season is he's really been redirecting me towards my family and reminding me that my family is my first ministry. Mm. I think a lot of that came with, I got my license and all of a sudden I could be with my friends more. And I'm really passionate about a lot of ministries. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was in like five ministries at once <laughs> and I yeah. wasn't at home very often. And slowly I was like, Um, just missing time with my family. and But I felt like I was also doing good in the other things. So it was like, how am I supposed to let go of those things? Mm -hmm. But God just reminded me that my family is my first ministry and um, that there's always going to be a need in the church. Mm -hmm. And it's not my job to go and fill all those spots. I didn't think (laughs) that it was when I was there, but it's just something that brings me such great joy to be a part of all those things. But um but that's all for different seasons. And if I continued pursuing those, I'm just going to overwork myself and, and I need a time of rest. And yeah. that's a big thing that the Lord has been speaking to me for this year and kind of had a couple people prophesied for me for next year. It's going to be a year of rest and of waiting. Mm. And that doesn't mean laziness. It's something I have to say because I'm scared I'll fall into laziness. <laughs> um, but yeah, something I wish people understood it's just that. I have had a couple people while I tell them I plan to take a gap year. People are like, oh, that's a bad decision, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, part of that is just me caring what people think, you know, and that's not as important. But I just wish people understood that it's okay not to take the the route that everybody else is taking yeah. and that my path will be a little bit different. And, and that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Great answer. That was a great answer. Something I've been learning in this season of life, I wrote down a lot of things because I feel like Share them. every week there's a lot, but I'll try to try to combine some of them. But one of them was laying down my life is every to Christ is an everyday thing. It's not just like one and done, but it's a consistent like, mm-hmm. Lord, here I am today. I'm yours. Like, have your way with me. Fill me with your spirit and guide me and remind me that your grace is sufficient and your grace is good. Um, another thing, too, while reading the Bible, I've grown up, like I've never been, well, I've been told here and there, but I've just really learned that it's not about myself. It's not Mm -hmm. about, oh, how am I going to like learn about myself? I do because I learn about myself because I learn about God and then who I am in him. And that just like changes your perspective when you read the Bible. And 
it just grows this love inside of me for the Lord because I'm learning about who he is and not who I am, but who I am in him. So Mm -hmm. another thing is habits are a very challenging thing sometimes. And it's very important to know that habits you set now and routines you set now will be present in your future. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you can break and change habits and routines, but there's some core ones that you really have to take time to work on and make sure that your habits are honoring to the Lord and things like that. Another one with that, or this is a thing that I've learned a lot throughout the year, throughout high school. I heard it in a podcast one time, but it is take God seriously and don't take yourself so seriously. So like mm. what I, I like interpret, that. yeah, <laughs> Sadie Robertson. <laughs> okay. Love that girl. <laughs> um, what I like when I think of that, I think like take your relationship with the Lord seriously. Like ha- let it be genuine. Let it be real. Like let it be the center of your life and focus on him and others and not so much on yourself and mm. like laugh at yourself. Like make fun, not make fun of yourself in a bad way, but <laughs> yeah. don't take yourself like you're this almighty, like super person. It's like, just be who God created you to be and love God and love others. So that yeah. kind of stemmed from like my freshman year of high school. I kind of went in super insecure. And like the first day I was like, mom, I can't get out of the car. I'm about to throw up. And <laughs> I I've, I don't think I've ever been that nervous in that moment of my life, yeah. but it was pretty crazy. And so Just hearing that is a good reminder for myself. But something I want people to understand of my season of life is it's a lot of like juggling things, like how you were talking about taking that time to rest, but learning to time manage, being with friends and family, doing hobbies and chores and Mm -hmm. sports and school and all that stuff and making sure that the time you're doing, you're honoring the Lord in that and making sure that you're getting the stuff done that you need to, but also enjoying time to rest and be with friends and family. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go back and add on a of couple of things? Please Unless do. you're going to say something. Please no, no, do. No. Um, I was also thinking about how um, the Lord has really been calling me to dig deeper into his word. That's what inspired me to start the Bema podcast mm-hmm. um, because I had so much confusion this year and I don't know, for the last couple of years, just thinking of what am I going to do? And I really wanted vision for my life, but it's like, God has given me everything that I need to know in his word. And I'm not studying it as deep as I could, you know, you do your devotions and you do all that stuff, but there's a deeper meaning that he has for me. Um, and so that's what inspired me to really dig deeper. Yeah. And another thing Jules touched on as she talked about her bus ministry, and we kind of talked about the, this morning, is just in times that I'm feeling down or that I'm feeling insecure, just thinking about myself, whatever, the best thing to do is usually to serve other people. It gets mm-hmm. you out of thinking about yourself and thinking about others, and it puts your life into perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And in addition to that, I think something I've learned throughout my life and a lot recently in this year is like my mistakes and my sin and like my thoughts, they don't define me, but the Mm -hmm. Lord defines me. And I think we can be so in this stage of life, we can let so many things around us define us and just remembering that God is the one who defines us. Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing these answers from both of you. And, you know, it's obvious, I think, to anyone listening that you two are pretty mature and that you take your your faith really seriously. And that's not just to like hype you up. Like that's, it's, it's pretty evident in the decisions you're making in the way that you're going through your lives. And I would be curious to hear if you're specifically talking to girls who are your age or maybe a little bit younger, what would your encouragement be to them? 
One thing that I'm really passionate about is just being confident in high school girls everywhere their battles with insecurity. That's something that I have always been very passionate about. I can remember thinking back to middle school and and crying for this girl because I heard her talking about how insecure she was. Mm-hmm. And I think God has just given me a very empathetic heart mm-hmm. that sees them the way that God sees them. Yeah. And it breaks my heart the way that girls view themselves. And I would just encourage you um, to learn scriptures, learn things, learn truths that can combat all those insecurities and all those lies that you feel. In Proverbs 31, one of my favorite things that as it describes the Proverbs 31 woman, it says, looks are deceiving and beauty is fleeting, but the one who abides in the Lord is forever. Mm -hmm. Because when I encourage girls in these things, I don't just want to say you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, and that's because that's not why you should be secure because you have great looks. It should be because God is good because God is faithful because God is consistent Mm -hmm. because um, what if something does happen? What if you have to, I don't know, cut off all your hair and (laughs) and you lose that material thing. You don't want to be relying in that material thing because that is fleeting. Like that verse says, and who is consistent is God. Mm -hmm. And God has knit you from your mother's womb. Something that I think about is God took six days to create the earth. The seventh day he rested, Mm -hmm. he made took six days to make something so intricate. And then he took nine months on you in your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. How much more did he love you? How much more time did he spend on you? How much more intricately did he see your future and your whole path? And that's what breaks my heart when girls don't realize that. So that's something I would say to all the high school girls who are listening, that he loves you more than you could know. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. I love that. thing that I think is so valuable about what you're saying is that you get all kinds of messaging everywhere all the time about why you're beautiful and why you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And clearly it's not enough because there's more insecure girls than ever yeah. <laughs> in the world. Today. Like it's not enough to just affirm these things about you, but to actually encourage young women to find their identity in the, yeah. in the one who gives it to them, like in the one who defines that for them. And the only thing that's unshakable, like your competence, your beauty, your likability, all of those things are fleeting. Like mm-hmm. they all change all the time. And I promise you the things about that you think are worth pursuing and achieving when you are 16 are different than when you're 26 and they're mm-hmm. different than when you're 56. And like it changes your whole life. And so you're yeah. going to be on this rat race chasing your tail constantly. And the only way to have consistency and confidence and um, humility is to find your identity in the Lord, exactly like you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, that was really good. Because I, <laughs> um, I was that girl going into high school and yeah, I've changed a lot, I think. No, I have, but, um, yeah, that's just such a good reminder. One thing I would say is I was reading in, I think it was Philippians this morning, and you know the verse where it's like, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, mm-hmm. the verse that's taken out of context very much. <laughs> yeah. um, I was reading it, and it before it was like uh, le- Paul learning to be content and knowing what it's like to have a lot and have nothing, mm-hmm. but he was content in the Lord. And so I think learning to be content in what you have and who the Lord created you to be is just such a, an amazing thing. And also with that, being present in the moment of where you're at, because yeah. I've seen, mm. I've noticed when I'm present that I see, that I listen to people more, that I'm more in tune with what's happening in people's lives. And 
I see the Lord working in a lot more different ways. Whereas when I'm not, I'm just like going through the motions of life and not just being in that moment with my friends or being in that moment during worship and just listening for what the Lord has to say. So, yeah. Absolutely. Really good stuff. Really good stuff, you guys. I love that. And I love, I see like your advice to other girls reflected in your own lives, like each of you individually. I just think it's so sweet. And it's just an honor to know both of you. You pursue the Lord so well. And I... I'm just excited to see what God's going to do in your lives. I'm like feeling emotional, like talking to you guys um, because it's so special. I know. Oh, and also enjoy each day because high school goes by so fast. It does. People don't, I mean, people tell you that, but you just kind of take it for granted. So just enjoy it. Be present. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I, yeah, I, I really struggled to enjoy high school. It was a really tough time for me on all fronts. And I was wishing it away. Like the whole time Mm -hmm. I was in it, I was wishing it away. And I like look back and I, I wouldn't go back. (laughs) It's not like I want to relive high school, but that exactly what you're saying about learning contentment and practicing that even when you don't feel like you want to, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a skill and it's a practice. It's a habit that you're going to carry with you into all these other seasons of your life because it's not, I had this idea that I would get out of high school And I would be so much happier and all these like next things and steps and plans that I had for myself, like that's going to satisfy me and that's going to satisfy me and that's going to satisfy me. Right. Mm -hmm. And none of it's true. (laughs) Like there's, there's happiness and there's like joy to be found in those things, but that discontentment will follow you wherever you go. Like it doesn't just go away because your situation changes. It's an issue of the heart and it's something that like Christ came to heal inside Mm -hmm. of our broken hearts. And so I, I, I'm so thankful for both of you for coming and talking yes. to us today. And Thanks I think for having good, us. Oh my gosh, of course. Of course. <laughs> this was, you know, like Katie was saying, there were so many times where I was like getting all teary. I, I just know, listened to just... you guys talk and being encouraged like by your faith. And I'm really thankful for this conversation. So yeah. I think as we close out, a good last question would be, how can we be praying for you guys moving forward? Just what's something that we could be praying for you about? Mm-hmm. I think just, I really always want to hunger for God's word. And sometimes that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I've also, I was listening to a podcast one time. <laughs> the, the person made this good point of like, you're not always going to feel this like strong desire to read God's word, but because you follow Christ and you love Christ, you're going to do it out of an obedience. Yeah. And so just for that in my heart to have that desire. And also when I don't have that desire to have the obedience to follow through. Mm, Absolutely. And that's a prayer that God loves to answer. Yeah. That's a good thing to ask for. For me, just this next year that I'm going into that I wouldn't be too hasty. I like to jump into things, but (laughs) I think I need to take it slower and dwell on things. And um, just as I, as I do this deeper study, um, that I would really receive from it and that it would give me vision and clarity for my life. Absolutely. That is so great. All right. Um, we are going to close out the way that we close out every episode, which is telling you how you can reach us. <laughs> um, so you can reach us at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com for an email, or you can reach out to us on Instagram at the Katie's podcast. And we want to hear from you. Let us know how you liked this episode. I know that we all loved it. It was fantastic. Um, and yeah, 
We just we we love you guys and we're thank you that we're we're thank you. We're thankful um that you continue to tune in. And one last time, just thank you both again yes, for being thank here. You ladies. We're so happy to have you. So yeah. that's it for today. We love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.